Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travels. And good afternoon, Charlie Papillo, your host for another edition of Travels with Charlie. Thank you for being here with me today. A quick shout-out to all of the sponsors of Travels with Charlie, because this program would not happen without their help. I want to thank uh, Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, Zero Sort Recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill. Uh, my good friend, Sean, and everybody at Jolly Convenience Stores, still got those creamy machines going in it. You know, we're hanging on to summer. Here, um, hot coffee and sandwiches, snacks, ice cold uh, drinks, uh, of course, fuel, and always home of the daily smile. And of course, Milne Travel American Express. If you're looking to go for uh, a trip somewhere, check in with Milne Travel. They've been doing it since 1975. Milne Travel. Dot com. Today's lineup coming up in just a moment, but I feel I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, well, yesterday, of course, it's even hard to use the word, it's anniversary, but a commemorative date, um, 9-11. You know, how can we forget that? Uh, vivid memories. Uh, uh, I was on the air that day with my, my partner at the time, uh, Ernie Farrar, and it's hard to believe what was happening, that it, it still hurts today. And uh, I, so many memories of that uh, of that day, and and one of the things that I always recall is that the nation just kind of we continued to mourn. We didn't laugh. Uh, one month later, VH1 had a benefit concert in New York City, and the country all came together on that day. But it was when a New York City firefighter named Mike Moran, whose brother had died on that day. He was up on stage and, and he was talking and he came up to the microphone and he proclaimed, and I'm not going to say it totally, you know, Ernie and I would say, we, we would play this song every day. He came up to the microphone and he said, Osama bin Laden, you can kiss my royal Irish, you fill in the blank, you know what the word is. Well, a music producer in Southern California put together a song called The Ballad of Mike Moran and Ernie and I started our show each and every day after that song came out, and we vowed to play it until they captured or killed Osama bin Laden. Well, on May 2nd, 2011, we retired the song, and we move on. All right, today's show. Uh, this is, man, I'll tell you, you know, I was just talking uh, with Lee Cattell, uh, a blast from the past of the old program uh, my good friend, dream interpreter and life coach, Phil Zaldati, will be joining me. So recount your dreams right now. Start thinking about them. Uh, you, you can do it too, Brad, if you want. Uh, and, and call in. But my first guest today, this is uh, going to be fun because my executive producer and friend, Brad Ferlin, joining me in studio. And I believe we have on phone line Melinda White from the Howard Center. Melinda, are you there? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Charlie. Yes, I am here. Thank you for having me. Well, well, thank you for being here today. And of course, uh, thanks to Brad. Uh, let, let's talk about this opioid recovery summit that the two of you are working very, very hard on. It's called Coming Together, uh, a substance use addiction summit that's going to be held on September 30th at the Champlain Valley Expo. It's a free event. Brad, I'm going to go to you first. How did this all come about? And I recall the first one that I was a part of with you at the, at the Capitol Plaza. Yeah, it came about really by something that you and I did together, Charlie, and that's Travels with Charlie, the video series. And we went to uh, Jenna's Promise and we went to Teen Challenge and we did episodes there. And we really heard a lot about recovery and um, 
the, the addiction and and just how dire it was and and from that we pursued the notion that the recovery centers get together over the years um together and they and they network and they do a great job together but a component that was missing in my mind was the public didn't get involved in the direct discussion and that there was a larger field of um, entities that it was important to include. And that, that means like law enforcement and judicial and corrections that they were all in the periphery of something very serious, yet they weren't always coordinated. So, um, Melinda and I have teamed up and we did, as you mentioned, we did the, uh, February event and, and this is just a, a much, much larger version of that. Well, I think that's a, an understatement when you say a much larger ver- version. We did uh, that event at uh, Capitol Plaza in Montpelier. And at the time, there was still some of the COVID restrictions. I know that was on Zoom. It was difficult to get uh, a lot of people to attend, but they were able to watch it on Zoom. And I believe there's probably uh, a YouTube video that, that folks can still watch. Uh, but this one is going to be much different. And Melinda, I'm going to bring you in because it's being held at the Champlain Valley Expo. So that'll give people some idea of the, uh, the, the size of this event. What can people expect to see when attending Melinda? So I would say, Charlie, the event being open to the public and also inviting up to 100 booths for any vendor that has any touch with substance use, they can see a very wide variety of service providers. We have invited all 12 of the recovery centers in the state of Vermont. So these are known as turning points. Often they have the name turning point in their name, although it's not uh, restricted to only that. They've all been invited. We also have certified recovery residences that have been invited. Um, As many know, Jenna's Promise is one of those recovery, the certified recovery residences in the state, and we've invited all of them. We've invited residential inpatient providers as well as outpatient providers. We've invited some employers that are very active with progressive employment and the recovery-friendly workplace. Uh, Many people may be familiar with that verbiage. It came out of some extensive work that happened over the course of a number of years uh, with the Governor's Opioid Coordination Council and continues statewide, where we're inviting employers to hire people and, and give flexibility so they can continue to attend their medical appointments, their clinical appointments, and still be active in their own recovery. Um, one thing I'll note, and I often love to highlight, is that there is a lot of data out there that does show people in recovery can perform above average and are, um, you know, they can, they can earn above average. They're amazing employees, and when they're able to be active in their own recovery program and in turn be with an employer that gives them that flexibility to continue on their journey, they're extremely effective. So we are also, we've invited the health department, a number of medical practices. We are going to be having some breakout rooms. Uh, those breakout rooms, I'm excited if I have, uh, and I don't know how much time I have, so I don't want to take too much, but we do have three breakout rooms. One of them, we're going to have Dr. Fred Holmes, the infamous, dear friend of mine, and also very well known for his documentary, The Hungry Heart. We're going to have a showing of that film. Uh, Beth O'Brien with Kingdom County Productions will also be present. There will also be a couple of individuals that were in the movie that will stay and be available for a Q&A after the film. So we're going to have Dr. Holmes, Beth O'Brien, a couple of the other people that were in that documentary in one breakout room. In another breakout room, we're going to have Dr. Suzanne White. She's board certified in addiction medicine, also in psychology. She's an osteopath, a naturopath. I personally call her my Jedi master. I've learned so much from her. And she's going to be doing a training called Unhooked, and it's the science of the brain and addiction. And in a third breakout room, we're going to have two different teams partnering up. We have one from Franklin County that will include embedded mental health crisis workers within law enforcement agencies. And we'll have the Vermont State Police and St. Albans PD. They're going to be sharing on a panel what their experiences are like having those embedded position and their efficacy in hopes that other law enforcement organizations and um, treatment providers would also do that work across the state because it's so effective. And then we're also going to have... No, go ahead, Melinda. 
Oh, sorry. And then the last piece of that third breakout room, because we have two groups that are sharing it. So there's the law enforcement and the mental health workers. The other piece of it is Tracy Hawk, the director of the Turning Point of Rutland, is going to be sharing about her experience embedding recovery coaches, certified recovery coaches within Department of Corrections. So, of course, uh, lots happening uh, there at the this summit uh, recovery, uh, uh, the Substance Use Addiction Summit that's happening on September 30th at the Champlain Valley Expo. Belinda White from the Howard Center, Brad Furlan, my executive producer, who is co-hosting uh, this event with Melinda, uh, joining me in studio today. If you have questions or comments, 244-1777, 1-877-291-8255. Two five five, Melinda and Brad, uh, you say that this this uh, event uh, the focus is on long term solutions, and I think that that really is the answer because uh, so often we see some of these recovery uh, programs that they aren't long term. Brad, if you could comment on that, yeah, often um, someone may go into a, a detox and then a short term recovery house. And then um, because of a lot of things, insurance for one, they're discharged in two weeks or a month. And they may return to uh, their hometown, their their neighborhood, their 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 world, you know, and and relapse. So we look at um, there's a lot of good models right now of, of more more long term recovery, which means workforce development. It yeah. means you know, getting a job, getting self-esteem, getting legal help, getting counseling, all the things that um, bring us back to bring the person back to, you know, whatever normal is, which is a kind of a hard word. But um, so that they can prosper as as a person. And one of the things that we've learned and, and we'll hear it from two of our um, presenters Don Tatro, Greg and Don Tatro of Jenna's Promise and Brett Sanchu of how we often don't humanize the person with addiction. We, we treat them in a, in a way that suggests that they're, you know, there's something that we, we don't see them as a person. Yeah. And we really believe that it's so important to see the, see the person, see their gift and help them with their recovery in a longer term way. You know, Brad, one of the things that you mentioned in, you know, a long term uh, recovery. And of course, as you, you pointed out, we saw this in the, the videos that we did, the travels with Charlie videos where we went to, to Jenna's promise and we went to teen challenge with, uh, with pastor Rick and in particular with uh, teen challenge, that program anywhere from 12 to 15 months. And I re, I recall, you know, pastor Rick saying the first thing that you do when you get here is you give us your cell phone. Uh, that, and, and, and it's a commitment. You're there for 12 to 15 months. And with Greg Tatro at Jenna's place, and, and Melinda, you can comment on this as well, that it's not just about the recovery, but it's about providing a job. And, and here, you know, Jenna's place, they've, they've, I mean, they're really helping out the community in Johnson. They've created a, a coffee shop. And in that coffee shop, what is it that they're doing? They're providing jobs for the people that are in recovery. Melinda. Yes. You know, I love that we're talking about this because a little personal history. I am actually a graduate of the Philadelphia Teen Challenge program back in 2010. And I was there for 13 and a half months. What the program did, in addition to teaching me some great discipline that I needed, is that they were looking at the social matrix of each individual, meaning their their social connections, the social determinants of health, their well-being, their employment, their education. There were so many different opportunities to learn how to grow. So when for me, when I did come back to my community, I was connected with employment. I was healthier physically. I had positive social connections. So having these longer-term programs, it's not a one-size-fits-all. But for the people that it works for, it's that safe environment, and it's the same environment for over a year, which is critical because the brain is healing over the course of a year once a person gets in recovery, and even after that year, but more intensely in the first year. So having these programs to build a strong foundation make it much more likely that the person can be successful in their recovery moving forward. It doesn't mean that a person may not have a recurrence or relapse, but what it does mean is that they'll have more of the social skills and connections to be able to address it in a healthy way and not continue. So I'm so passionate about those longer-term programs. And for the people who can't do a longer stay like that, 
our goal with the summit is to have the different organizations so there can at least be some bridges built between the shorter-term treatment centers and when people come back to their community and their home to make sure that they're well-connected and right. that there aren't any gaps. Yeah, and that's and that's what's so important, uh, you know. As you mentioned in uh, in in your uh, discussion about uh, the summit, integrating organizations and agencies. You know, so often we hear about groups that aren't aware of others that are doing the same work. So there's different ideas, different methods, and they all come together. And you go, wow, didn't even know that that existed. Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely um, are all about trying to model what's working. And as Melinda mentioned, Tracy Hawk in Rutland and even Melinda in St. Albans, they're working with the, the law enforcement. They go out, they can dis- diffuse um, situations that maybe, you know, um, give somebody an opportunity, maybe not to be arrested, but to suddenly have a, a treatment option, which is, is amazingly important. But we want to make sure that if it's happening successfully one place that we that it happens as many places as possible and that we teach this is all about a teaching moment my guests this afternoon brad ferlin and melinda white we're talking about an event that's coming up on september 30th we'll have more information on that it's a free event want to point that out and we'll find out about if there's room for vendors still room for vendors all of that straight ahead right here on travels with charlie we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back on wdev When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. Oh, yeah, this is an easy one. Uh, Stephen is behind the glass this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, trying to stump the host. ACDC, yeah, kick it. <laughs> Welcome back, and thanks for joining us here on Travels with Charlie. Uh, open phone lines at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Talking about an event that's coming up. Very soon at the Champlain Valley Expo, a Substance Recovery Summit. Brad Ferlin is my guest, along with Melinda White from the Howard Center. Melinda, let's go right back to you again. A a drastic rise in opioid deaths, uh, overdoses since the pandemic. Are those numbers coming down, stabilizing worse? Where are we at right now? You know, Charlie, I wish I could say that the numbers are going down. Sadly, I think that we're continuing to see the fallout from the global pandemic. One of the biggest challenges associated with this is that we often say the solution to addiction is connection. And what happened during that global pandemic is people had to retract and they were no longer connecting in the way that they really needed to to thrive in their recovery. And that has continued to to be seen. Um, I also work in the emergency department as a recovery coach. And I've seen alcohol become more and more prevalent than we've ever seen before. And I think a big piece of that that I've kind of tried to patiently bring light to is that people were unable to connect with counselors and LADCs and doctors and take care of their well-being when the pandemic first hit, but they were able to get alcohol delivered to their front doorstep. And I think we're seeing the fallout from that also. And that's a big reason that we're so motivated for this summit. It's not only to share the processes that work amongst different providers, but it's so people of the public can come and learn how to help their loved ones or how to help themselves with their addiction. So it isn't just about, to be clear, it's not just about opioids. You know, so often we, we focus on that, but it's, it's substance abuse. It's, and it's substance recovery. So it could be opioid, could be, uh, could be alcohol. Uh, are people aware that, the, Brad, is, are, are people aware that this is a crisis? Well, I, I don't know if they are or not, but what one of our uh, first speakers at the event after the booths shut down at uh, 3 o'clock about is um, the statistician from the Vermont Health Department. And she is very clearly lays out the data of how fentanyl is in, 
heroin, marijuana, cocaine, and how many deaths are real in Vermont. It's just the data is absolutely, you know, staggering. I remember seeing those numbers for the first time, and I think like a lot of other people couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of – it's a – I don't know if it's a hidden disease, but it's um, because people get impacted by it on a daily basis, but it's not really at the top of the food chain of publicity. Yeah. So there, there is one there, – there, there's one event that's going to be happening, uh, and I, I was just sworn to secrecy by Brad. So I'm not going to bring it up. Brad's looking at me. No, no, don't bring it up. Uh, but you do want to be there on September 30th, uh, and, and it'll be it, – it's going to be bigger than the one we did when we were at uh, Capitol Plaza back in February. But a memory wall, if you could talk about that, if you would, Brad. Yeah, one of the things that's important for this event is that the people from the public know that they can come in, they can park their car at Champlain Valley Exposition, they can be incognito, they may have a relative who's suffering from addiction, they may be suffering from addiction, they can come in and they can be, um, they can get information. But also we're going to have a very large blank white memory wall where if you have a loved one that you've lost, we will have the opportunity to take a, a magic marker pen and put their name up, do a little drawing, a heart, a date, an I love you kind of thing. And we want this to be um, a way, two things. One, somebody can just come in and remember a loved one and, and really put it in, you know, in a visual way. And the second thing is if people do this, we're going to see the real world. Yeah. You know, we've lost a lot of people and, and we want to remember them and we want awareness of it. 244-1777 if you have questions or comments or 1-877-291-8255. That's a toll-free number. Melinda, let's talk a little bit about uh, the event that's on September 30th at uh, the Champlain Valley Expo. What time does it open? You've mentioned a number of booths for for uh, vendors that that'll be there. No charge to get in, and my understanding is no charge to the vendors. Is that correct? That is correct, Charlie. We wanted this to be an opportunity for people to participate without the burden of any kind of financial commitment. So we have invited up to 100 booth holders or tablers. Um, we're, we're over the 50. I think we're at even over 60 right now. And our goal is to get 100, which I have a good feeling that's going to happen. And these are uh, different providers from various locations and different types of businesses. It could be employment and training. It could be residential treatment, outpatient. Um, but the event itself, it begins at 10 o'clock a.m., goes till 2.30. And this is for the booths and the breakout rooms. And then at 3 o'clock, so between 2.30 and 3, there's a little bit of a break so people can get organized and find chairs for the summit itself. And that summit begins at 3 o'clock, and it goes until 4.30. And we've got a, a wide variety of different summit speakers that are going to be sharing different perspectives. They have some well-known individuals, extremely talented, uh, similar to the lineup that we had at the first summit. But, again, this one's going to be quite a bit more powerful, and we would love to see thousands of people coming in and out of the doors during that day. Um, more than anything, the biggest goal I have in my heart personally is that families will find the resources and solutions they need for themselves or their loved ones, and also that any of these successful models that we're highlighting will be replicated throughout the state so we can more effectively respond to substance use addiction. So maybe somebody listening, there's someone in their family that uh, is, is suffering from from substance use and uh, they'd like to find out more information, great for them to come out, or even somebody that is looking for a place to go for a recovery. This would be a great opportunity. It, it's like a one-stop shop. There's going to be so many different agencies and exhibitors there. Uh, Melinda and Brad, if somebody would like to participate in that uh, endeavor, whether they are an exhibitor or an agency, they're hearing about this, where is the best place to get in touch with either one of you? Is there a website? How, how do they do that? Melinda? I'm going to say the best way to connect with me is to give me a call directly, and I'm very comfortable giving out my number because the more that we can get different people connected, the better. Number is 802-393-9196. Again, it's 802-393-9196. 
We also have a Facebook page. I would encourage people to find that. You can access information, press release, registration link. Um, but again, if somebody has some specific questions, I am happy to get as many phone calls for this event as possible so we can make it as big and beneficial as we can. And Brad, uh, this is uh, the second one of these uh, summit recoveries that uh, you've done um, on a much larger scale, as we mentioned. Is this going to be an annual event, do you think? This is going to be an annual event because there's a lot of components that we can't even touch on this time. And Champlain Valley Exposition has been an incredible partner. They're, they're in for the long haul on this, and we look to do this every year. If you'd like more information, uh, Melinda will take your calls. Just give her a call at 802-393-9196. And I apologize, but you've actually given a name to this summit. Uh, Melinda, what is the name for the summit again? Yes, yeah, so this summit is a substance use addiction summit, and we've started the beginning of that that heading with coming together. So coming together, there is hope. I can't, but we can Substance Use Addiction Summit. Very good. Uh, wish you all uh, luck with this. Uh, Brad, I'm honored that y- you've asked me again, uh, you know, even after the first time, <laughs> to be the MC for this event. So uh, I'm honored uh, to be there, and I'm, I'm certainly uh, uh, happy to be part of this event. And, and to you and to Melinda, uh, and Melinda, I know Brad uh, a lot closer than I do you. Brad and I go back many, many years. Uh, seeing him, you know, put that first one together, I was amazed when I, when it all came together in February and we did it. And then when he told me he was doing this one, I'm going, man, you're, you're really biting. This is a big chunk. Uh, and, and here it is. It's all coming together. It's just a, a few weeks away. And I'm, I'm so impressed. Uh, just a wonderful job, Brad, that you've done certainly with Melinda's help putting this all together. Well, Melinda is a superhero, and I'm I'm the little guy along the path. <laughs> and, and 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 before we break, I've got Phil Zaldati joining me in just a moment, the, the Dream Interpreter. Um, I've just got to say, I've got to give a give a little uh, encouragement to, to Brad because, as I mentioned, I've known Brad for many many years. Brad would help me out as a producer on my previous program with ideas and certainly with with guests. We've had some great guests because of Brad, maybe clients that he was working with. But uh, Brad's been filling in occasionally at uh, Vermont Viewpoint here at WDEV and and doing a wonderful job with it. Did you ever think, Brad, you know, all those years of, of you, know, you know, watching, you know, Charlie and Ernie and Lisa in the studio and, and being a guest uh, occasionally on our program that uh, one day you'd be sitting in this very seat at WDEV doing a radio program? Well, I never did think that would happen, but it, it's been very exciting to be on that side. And, and, of course, I've watched you for years, and you've been a great mentor. So it was kind of like The Apprentice finally got the marble in the hand or something. <laughs> well, good luck. You're doing a great job, and uh, we'll see everybody at uh, the Recovery Summit on September 30th at Champlain Valley Expo. Melinda, again, if you want uh, more information, if you'd like to be an exhibitor there, you're an agency, you'd like more information, call Melinda at 802-393-9196. Melinda, thanks for joining us here on Travels with Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. This was a blessing, and we so appreciate all of your help. We'll see you soon. And, Brad, uh, as always, um, stick around. we still got uh, more program coming up. Uh, life coach and dream interpreter Phil Zaldotti joining me in studio straight ahead right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. We are back. Travels with Charlie. 
So, Phil, we have to guess the song. I know it, but I'm going to give it to you. Let's see if you can... As we try to play uh, Stump the Host here on Travels with Charlie. It's so familiar to me, but I can't remember the, the title of it. Guns and Roses, Paradise City. Welcome back. Yeah, all right. We're two for two here on Travels with Charlie. And, man, this is uh, what a blast this is. Uh, I've been talking about a, a blast from the past. Uh, Phil Zaldotti, life coach and dream interpreter. Phil and I have known each other for a number of years. Yeah. Phil was a guest on my previous program where he would come in and and – do dream interpretation and you know our listeners loved it so we're going to do that again today if you have a dream that you would like interpreted call in at 244 set we'll give you an example here 244 1777 or 1877 291 8255 Phil how did this all come about how did you become a what school do you go to to become a dream interpreter i was always interested in it and then i ended up meeting a gentleman that was probably the best dream interpreter that i've ever known and uh i started hanging out with him and learning from him uh he's passed away more you know a few years back now but uh it's almost like i inherited a gift from him and i just incorporated it into my coaching business because everybody dreams. And Some people say they don't. And as you can recall, uh, you know, doing the old program with me, Ernie, my, my former, uh, God bless him and rest in peace, said, oh, I don't dream. <laughs> Medical doctors say if you didn't dream, you would go insane. Well, maybe. So that, that maybe <laughs> says something about Ernie. <laughs> maybe that was the answer. Uh, we all dream. We all dream. Um, what is that phenomenon? Because this just happened to me the other night. You wake up and you go, man, I'm having this dream. And you try to recapture it. Yeah. And it goes away. And as you're trying to grab it, you can't. It's simply, it's a blank. Yeah. Why? What is and that? Sometimes when people set an alarm to wake up by. Yeah. The dream just goes away because you're jolted out of your, out of your sleep. And it's hard to, to recapture what you were, what you were experiencing in that dream. Um, it, it takes discipline. Once the dream ends, you need to make some notes, even if it's just key words that so, were in the dream. So do you think, as a life coach, that recalling your dreams and trying to get some meaning out of them, they're kind of telling you something that's going on in your life? Yeah, yeah. Uh, call them intrinsic dreams, where it's, it's usually all about you and your life and what's going on in your life. And very often, getting an understanding of what you're dreaming about puts pieces together like a puzzle that help you in your future, connected to your destiny or your purpose. 244-1777. Don't be shy. You don't have to give last name. Or maybe you're, you know, maybe we need a, a voice um, a recognition. Uh, Even if it was a change. nightmare. one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. Do you feel that in general, you know, maybe not so much when it's one-on-one, -on -one, but, you know, in a group that people don't want to talk about? Because, and I've revealed some of my dreams on the air. I've had some wacky ones. And I, but, you know, me, I don't care. I, I'm not afraid. Oh, you throw them out there. <laughs> I'll throw them out there <laughs> uh yeah people are a little embarrassed sometimes yeah well because especially if you're in the in the dream they're standing weird. there at, in a line at school yeah everybody's wearing clothes but you oh yeah yeah and that seems to be i would say a relatively common theme for a dream where you look down and you're you're not wearing anything uh, maybe you're embarrassed maybe you're not embarrassed uh what about um you know, falling. People have said that you wake up before you hit the ground. If you didn't wake up, you would die. Yeah. It depends on the context around that particular part of the dream. But very often it's you're taking a leap of faith yeah. for you're afraid to. But you realize at the end you're going to be fine. So it could be taking a leap of faith. So, and I want to be clear on this, uh, by the way, again, a 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255 if you have a dream you'd like to reveal. To dream interpreter and life coach, Phil Zaldotti, my guest here on Travels with Charlie. You know, typically somebody will say, uh, you know, a friend of mine had this dream and it's really, you know, yeah, they yeah, had it. Yeah. Let me be clear. I, cause I'm not afraid to tell you my dreams. You know that. I did not have this dream, but a friend had this dream and they told me that 
they had like a pain in their stomach or something like that. And sometimes you have a dream where when you have a, a pain that's going on, you may have a dream that's that's involved with that yeah. pain, you know, whether it's somebody stabbing yeah. you or they yeah. hit you there in the stomach. But um told me that um, someone was uh, was eating them. Um, and she did tell me that she had just watched the Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> uh, um, that biography. Uh, maybe. So, you know, how much are we affected by what we've seen that day or things that are going on in yeah. our life? And should this person be concerned? <laughs> Probably not, because sometimes what we take in throughout the day can, could be could come out in our dreams. Yeah. So that's why you got to filter it and, and weed out the things that aren't pertinent to the true interpretation of the dream. Yeah. Have you got some examples maybe from, yeah, yeah. from some clients? Yeah. And we'll, they'll remain nameless here on uh, Travels with Charlie, but some dreams that have been given to you and you've, you've interpreted them. By the way, I do have to comment on Phil's choice of water. He's a life coach, so he drinks life water. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right. And you know what I really appreciated? All those years that we that I was coming on the show, yeah, I was actually mentoring you and Lisa, and you contributed to the interpretation of a lot of dreams over the years. I I, I did notice, you know, after you'd been on for a number of times, that I was sort of along with you interpreting some yeah. of these dreams. I've lost it because we haven't done this in more than four. Because I would always years. ask you, Charlie, what do you? think? I know, I know. And you were doing really well. Well, here's a here's a, a sample dream. Uh, the person says, I was riding in a red Cadillac convertible that my father was driving. Everything was normal, and then suddenly my father took off driving up this huge, steep mountain. It was so steep that I feared the car would tip over backwards. I knew that the view from this mountain was amazing and beautiful, but I was afraid because of how treacherous the incline was. But then I thought about how my father knew what he was doing, and if I didn't turn around now and look, I might never see this view again fighting through the, my fear that the car was going to flip over at any moment i forced myself to look up and see the beauty the view was breathtaking it was truly amazing and i was so glad that i looked up to see it and what did you get from that phil let me ask you who is this dream about um well i think it's about his dad right yeah, he's a he's a key key participant in it yeah yeah his dad and it was about him and his fear. And what was his fear? And what uh, he thought the car would tip over. Yeah. And what it's a red Cadillac. So red, what's that would that be symbolic of? It's wisdom. Blood. Blood. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was a convertible. So there was no ceiling. Cars are often symbolic of our vocation. Yeah. And he was not going to get to where he was uh, destined to go without help. And his father was showing him, you can do this. Here's how we do it. The mountain is the difficulty uh, he was going to face in getting to his purpose and his destiny. And he, and he dreamt in color. So often yeah. uh, people do not recall color. But in this case, yeah. he did. do we all dream in color? We just don't recall it? Sometimes when it's a, more of a nightmare um, – a dark type of dream, It's the colors are muted. Yeah. And so they have a particular meaning at that point. Bob from Northfield joining us on the phone line at one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five with dream interpreter Phil Zaldati. Good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie, Bob. Do you have a dream that you would like Phil to interpret for you? Yes, please. Um, I got a question about a dream. Like, it's about uh, dreaming about someone that's either past or some friend, relative, schoolmate that you haven't seen in a long, long time that freshly pops up. It could be in a new situation or it could be in an experience that you had many, many years ago. What would be some of the details, uh, other details in that dream? Like how, how did it start uh, out? Like, how would the dream start out? I don't know how dreams start out, and I don't know how dreams end, because you always wake up and you're like, what just went down? Um, uh, I have a son that's passed, and I can remember, you know, walking hand in hand with him many, many years ago. 
What's your first thought, Charlie? Um, I'm drawing a blank on this one, Phil. You know, it's been a while since I've done this. I need to practice up. I'm going to defer to you. Yeah, the, it, uh, obviously, uh, this individual or individuals uh, left a, a huge impression on you. And it could be an inner, inner drive going on, uh, a desire for you to reconnect in some way that would be fulfilling today. Does that make sense? Well, that means I'm going to die. But anyways, I guess. Um, what about a, you know, do you know? No, I mean, I mean, is? it could be a new relationship that you're desiring that would be fulfilling like it was with these relationships in the past. Okay. Um, and here's another kind of weird question that, um, so Paul Simon sings that song, If You Bring All the Girls I Love One Day Together. And I mean, that's a, that's a, almost a, like a darn nightmare. But, um, <laughs> and I know this girl. And well, having them all together would not be a good thing, Bob. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there either. Maybe one at a time. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Anything further, Bob? No, I guess it's just the questions of um, memorances of other people you knew in the past. You know, uh, does that mean maybe I'll run into one of these people or something? Maybe not, or a new relationship that will be fulfilling, like the relationships from your past. Oh. Does that make sense? Kind of, but I'm not getting married again. All right. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. We can still have relationships. Bob, thanks for joining us here on Travels with Charlie with Phil Zaldotti, life coach and a dream interpreter. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great afternoon. All Thank right. You. So, you know, one of the things that he brings up, by, by the way, we'd love to hear from you, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. It's as simple as that. It's painless. So you, you don't uh, don't worry. We're not going to make fun of you. But sometimes someone will have a dream about someone that they, as he pointed out, as Bob pointed out, somebody that you haven't seen in years why do you think that comes up? And it, oftentimes, I know you get retrospect and you start thinking about, well, that was somebody when I was 10 years old. I haven't seen him in a long time. And, and you know, I'm getting older. Maybe I need to connect with these people. Yeah, and, it's possible. Uh, I've had dreams like that where uh, somebody that I hadn't thought about in years would be in the dream or, or in my thoughts as I'm dreaming. And then within, within a day or two, I ended up, crossing paths with that person. And I thought, how crazy is this? I say, I had a dream and you were in my dream the other night. Do you think we predict things in our dreams? It's very I possible. I don't know if this has ever happened, uh, you know, and a lot of people will, will do this. Um, they dream of a number and they go, I got to play that number because it's, yeah. it's going to hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or they think someone's telling them something. They'll yeah, they say, think so. yeah, you know, my, my mother that passed away, my grandmother, my father, uh, I dreamt of them and, and they, they gave me a number and now I have to play that number. They're trying to tell me something. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't tell them, yeah, go ahead and play that. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, uh, sometimes it works. Yeah. But, but when you do see in your dreams someone that has passed, uh, from your life and, you often wonder why are they coming up all of a sudden. Yeah, I've had that happen. In fact, the, the gentleman that taught me so much about interpreting dreams, uh, I've had dreams with him. And what it prompted me to do was to reflect back on all the things that he taught me and things that I'd forgotten about uh, came back again. And I realized he was teaching me some things that I didn't get. Now I get it. Mm. So, now, you're a, you're a life coach primarily. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain what that is, a life coach? You know, what does a life coach do? My niche is, uh, after I got certified, I had to find an area that I was going to specialize in. And just because of what I had been going through in life, I decided, decided to specialize in the area of transition, helping people transition in their life. Because um, I believe we're wired to, to prosper or be successful uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, and materially. And so I usually coach people in all five of those areas if they hire me. 
And so it makes them a well-rounded person and they're, they're more successful in life. A lot of the businessmen that I coached were from the Wall Street world. Yep. Alpha males. Go out and conquer. Yeah. They open up a big can of whoop ass every day. <laughs> and, but at, in their home life and in their relationship with their spouse and their kids, they were struggling. And so I helped them in the area of relationship. Are you seeing more of a need for a transitioning? And yes. a lot of it because of the pandemic. Uh, yes. You know, people have gone from working in an office with uh, multiple people yeah. and then you have a social life and yeah. all of a sudden you're home in front of your screen. Yes. And it's not eight hours a day. Anyone that I've noticed that has done this, because yeah. I see them in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, they're working in their yard at eight o'clock at night, still on the computer and they're doing work. Yeah. Yeah. Or they or they lost their job because of the pandemic. Yeah. And so, again, trying to find their purpose is, is key. I mean, it's depressing, for, especially for a man that doesn't have a sense of purpose. Susan from Crown Point joining us on Travels with Charlie with Phil Zaldotti, life coach and dream interpreter. Susan, do you have a dream that you would like Phil to interpret for you? Yes, uh, Phil, thank you. I um, also want to ask about, do you believe in or can you explain what I think is communication through dreams, and I'll give you an example of a dream that I've had, but I've had many of these experiences. Um, I was in California at a conference, and I dreamt that my one of my neighbors, and she was like a mother figure to me. This is a long time ago. I dreamt that she had fallen and broken her hand, and it was so vivid that I was concerned, and I called them, and I said, Did, you know, how's, how's Mrs. D? Is she, is she okay? Or she was fine, and I'm thinking, this dream was so clear, so that a I was still in California. About a day later, I thought, maybe it's my mother. And I called my sister, and I said, how's mom doing? And I told her about my dream, and she said, the reason I called is because of the dream. And she said, well, that's really interesting because mom was in a car accident right about the time that I had the dream because it's like three or four hours later. She said the car was totaled, and the only thing that she injured was her hand. Wow. And it was exact, but I have had that experience many times and it's and and i explain it to my mother because she says she's had this and her grandmother her mother and her grandmother and my mother's theory is that the human mind is like a radio we just you know you turn the volume up and down you tune it you know you change tune it into the right station it, but we just haven't figured out how to tune in that radio in the mind to communicate or we don't we don't understand it so have you ever thought of that and can you explain how that happens because I, it's not I'm not predicting the future it is it is I'm very not. common I've heard stories like this uh, over the years many many stories like this uh-huh. um, is it a little bit of ESP extrasensory perception that's you know people say that we all have it we just don't know how to use yeah, it or if you, if you believe in God would God give you, give you a heads up so you can say a prayer for your relative I've, yeah I've done that <laughs> But, for example, my mother, her brother during, was killed during World War II. And the night that he was, he was shot down over Japan, both my mother and her mother woke up in the middle of the night. My mother um, said she had a dream that her brother was sitting. Her brother didn't believe in God. And my mother is fairly religious. And so they would always argue. And he, her dream was that he sat at the edge of her bed and he said to her, you were right. I, now I know what you're talking about. You were right all along. And at the same time, her mother, her mother, my grandmother, woke up and was screaming, and she said, something happened to George, something happened to George. And it was that night yeah. they found out, you know, months later that, yeah. you know, well, a while back. So it's, it's and, not – And I would keep in mind, I would keep in mind, uh, dreams typically are symbolic in nature. Right. Visions are more literal. What you see in an open vision, you can have an open vision in your dream, or you could be dreaming all of a sudden the dream – uh, pauses, and you have an open vision, like what you described about that the wrist or the hand. Susan, right. we, we've got to take a break. Thank you for joining okay. us here on Travels with Charlie, much. and thank you okay, for, for being so open today. I yes. really do appreciate thank you for it. Calling. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Phil Zaldotti, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Phil, if people want to find out more information about your life coaching, yeah. where do they go? Uh, my website, prolificleadershipsolutions.com. Uh, or if you'd like to talk, uh, my number is 802-310-9090. ProlificLeadershipSolutions.com. That's the easiest. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a new feature here on Travels with Charlie. I'm going to debut. going to have a little fun. Phil's going to stick around, too. Stay right here. Travels with Charlie, WDEV.
Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millentravel.com Now we are back. Stephen's going to really stump me with this one. I have no idea. Is it uh, uh, Toto? Right. Okay, we got it. All right. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining me here today. Hey, by the way, if you have any ideas for the program, you can email me, cpapilloradio at gmail.com. Time for a new feature on, on Travels with Charlie. Let's, let's kick it. Yeah. yeah. It's called Get Off of My Cloud. <laughs> you know, it's like an old guy, you know, get off my lawn. Well, you know, it's time for that daily rant, the weekly rant. What's bugging you? I got to tell you this. It's this whole issue of downsizing. Now, I don't know if you've noticed it at all, Phil, but our listeners out there, this, this whole issue that's going on, I think a lot of it is inflation-driven, but it's been going on for quite some time. We've seen smaller chocolate bars. You know, that happened 15, 20 years ago. The chocolate bars got smaller. The price stayed the same. But now it's just going nuts. And I noticed this with 12 packs of soda. They're now eight packs of soda. What's up with that? But this one hit me just the other day. I was, uh, you know, pints of ice cream. They're no longer pints. They're 14 ounces. Pounds of coffee. No more pounds. Well, the one that hit a nerve, I was getting some pasta shells. Now, when you buy pasta, it's typically a one-pound box, correct? No. It was 12 ounces. So I put the the recipe together, and I'm going, how come it's not filling up the bowl like it used to? And then you read the box, which is the same size, and it's only 12 ounces. Shame on you. Especially when it comes to pasta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shame on you. Thanks for being my guest today, Phil Zaldotti. Oh, we you. will reconnect. We'll have you on in a future program. Travels with Charlie sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, Milne Travel, American Express. My theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher. My executive producer is Brad Ferlin. Stephen behind the glass today doing a great job. Thank you, Stephen. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels back with you on September 26th with the Department of Public Security Commissioner Jen Morrison and local author Stephen Russell Payne.